podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 30th, 2021. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. How are you, G-Man? Well, good. Pretty good. Yeah. Full, full, it's Tuesday, obviously, it's Tuesday night. Uh, here we're recording with Joey and there's a full French card on, so that's that's enough for me to be relatively excited about things. So, and you'll, be ha- and you'll be happy with Liverpool's result of the weekend? Oh, I mean, that, who wouldn't be? I mean, that, if you you put out a team of Man United's calibre currently, it's not, they're just not not good. But, you know, I would slate Joey for this, but he, he knew this and picked Liverpool. So, it's, yeah, we will get to that. Um, but it's, it's a bit of a painful one, I'm sure, for being on the losing side. I wouldn't know, though. And joining myself and Gordon, if you haven't picked up on that fact already <laughs> due to multiple spoilers, for the fourth week in a row is our guest presenter, Mr. Joey Slenzak. Hi, Joey. Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Must have been a pretty difficult week for uh, you being on the other end of that game as a Man United fan. It's, it's been a couple days now, so it's feeling a little, little less painful. But yeah, that was a tough one to swallow. But yeah, the, in fairness, I knew exactly what I was doing. I give everything yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> you did indeed. And we'll run through the results of our picks from last week's show. We'll start off with my banker, which was in Japan. Um, Kawasaki front deal against Shimizu Espals. The home win was 4-11. to And Kawasaki won again, this time 1-0. So a banker bet in at 4-11. to That's them 12 points clear at the top of the J-League with five games to go. So... Pretty much the championship has been wrapped up. One more win should do it. Do you take them at the start of the season um, in a season-long number? you get anything on them? Uh, probably on one of my books somewhere I will do, especially I remember the odds was just last year. Yeah, um, I, I remember you talking about it, but I didn't know if, if, didn't know if you'd actually like taken it um, because of what the bookmakers generally decide to offer that market like on the day the league starts. <laughs> Been like, Aye. yeah, if you want to pick Kawasaki now... Um, my pick was in Germany. This was Dortmund versus Bielefeld. I had taken Dortmund, the away team, at what I thought were the rather spicy odds of 1-2. They won 3-1. So, comfortable yeah. win for Dortmund. Bielefeld aren't very good, so... Um, That's a good pick there. Dortmund are a solid side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, well but, but the highlight of the weekend um, would must be the banker, <laughs> banker treble coming in. So, Joey, if you want to take us away with your result... Yeah, yeah. Highlight of the weekend for sure. Yeah, definitely not my low week, low light of the weekend. No, not at all. Um, I had Liverpool against Man United on the... Uh, I took Liverpool on the double chance because I am a yeah, sensible just as, better. Just as, and just as well you did that and took that draw. We really needed that insurance. Yeah, you know, I, I just just in case, you know, I didn't want to uh, didn't want to leave anything to chance. I wanted to make sure that really soared in. And Liverpool certainly obliged. They uh, they opened the scoring in the fifth minute, Navicata, and then Diego Jota doubled the scoring in the thirteenth minute, and that was a quick two nil uh, lead for Liverpool. That was less than ideal, and then from that point on, I mean, it was just floodgates open. Um, Mo Salah notably had a hat trick, the first yeah. visiting player in the Premier League to score 
at Old Trafford, at least in the Premier League era. Um, he ended up taking them into the lead or into the break at 4-0. It was the first time in the Premier League era that United has gone into, into the break at 4-0, uh, down 4-0 at least. And yeah. yeah, from that point on, it was kind of a lot of sort of that cat and mouse game. Cat sort of starting to play with the mouse, realizing the mouse doesn't know what it's actually doing. And then uh, Mo Salah got his hat trick in the 50th minute. And from that point, Ronaldo actually had a goal chopped off for uh, offsides in the 53rd minute, which not that that really would have changed much, but it would have been at least I don't, know. Little, uh, I don't know. Out of 10 on William Hill's special, which was Salah and Ronaldo both to score during the 90 minutes, 7-1. to one. Really? So that, yeah, so so that being chopped off cost me 80 quid. But hey, that, it was yeah, a very good I, game because I, I pretty much ba- made up for that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much backed everything that involved Liverpool winning convincingly. So that was a very, very good game for me personally. But a good pick, Joey. And yeah. the banker, tra- yeah. banker treble soared in. So that's always good for the podcast. On to the value picks. Mine was in England in League Two. Uh, Scunthorpe had been on an absolutely tr- uh, terrible run of form. Turned the corner and won at home to Crawley 2-1, which meant my pick of Crawley lost a taken away win. It, to be honest, quite ambitious odds of 6-4. to four. So it's, it's not surprising that one didn't come in, but I am surprised that Scunthorpe got a victory eventually. Yeah, a pretty similar tale for me. Uh, again, I took Toulouse away at Paris FC, a team I'll be taking again this week because they're, you know, they're not, <laughs> they're a good team. Um, and they drew two each with Paris FC. Paris FC actually went up 2-0 um, before the break and Toulouse came back. But they came back with, they actually got their second goal. It was Reese Healy who was mentioned again, uh, who, who got another goal. Uh, but they, they got their goal at 85 minutes. So they, they only really hit what, five plus whatever stoppage time was left to, to really you know, bring that background. Um, yeah, I, disappointed there, but at least they gave me a bit of a run for my money at the end. Yeah, and then... Uh... With my pick in the value slot, I had Trev Zonspor uh, facing off against the Steppe. And I took Trev Zonspor to win around 9 to 10. And it actually kicked off a lot closer to evens. Um, there was a notable injury. I think it was um, one of the center, center, back, center midfielders for uh, Trev Zonspor got. He was scratched for the game. So I, I'd imagine that had some influence to it. But really, Gestepe had a lot of the chances in the first half they had nine shots three on target um versus Trev Zonspor's one attempt and none on target so it finished nil nil at half and then Trev Zonspor pulled a Kawasaki frontel and uh decided to go into the break at, at evens and then took the lead right after halftime with uh, a little Premier League familiar Gervinho breaking the deadlock oh. well true blast from the past and then uh, from that point on, I mean, Trev Zonspor really kind of held their own in the uh, second half. They really grew into the match. And then, uh, yeah, it finished 1 0. Really not too much more to report on. Good pick in there as well. Uh, Good pick. You know, yeah. On to the outsiders where we try and find something that the bookies had priced up as an underdog. And we fancy has a decent chance at, at winning. Once again, I managed to find a game that was absolutely soul-destroying. Leeds versus Wolves. Really liked Wolves as an away winner at odds of 23-10. to 10. They were 1-0 up until the 95th minute when Leeds scored an equalising penalty with basically the last kick of the game. And I got screwed not only by a stoppage-type goal, 
but by a stoppage time penalty for the third week in a row. That's got to stop. I, that, yeah. Really, that can't happen again this week. That's just brutal. Uh, it may, it, yeah, I mean, I had one pick that was similar to this. It's, it's, it was in the charity section, but it, was, oh, it just it was such a disheartening one as well for the Leeds game as well because it was in like we, they were all over them for the entire. Th- I was listening so in the Saturday, Saturday afternoon, I was listening to the radio of the commentary of the games and yeah. sitting at the lights right beside our national stadium, Hamden, right, and I'm heading down there, and the commentary on the Leeds game is. I've no idea what Leeds can do to change this. They haven't looked like they're in this game at all. And that mentally put off that. You know, as if you're like, I'm just going to unfavorite this game. It's in. Like, I've got, I've got no interest Stop in that. Stop doing that. Yeah. Um, and, oh, God. Yeah, to the get it that late was brutal. Fucking penalty as well. And the fact it's happened to the two weeks previous, a late penalty. Scuppers yeah. the bet with an equaliser. Just, oh, man. Hopefully that's that finished. They say things come in threes, don't they? Yeah. Uh, and if things come in threes, my three losses this week, uh, hopefully will be taking me to a more positive week next week. One of which was uh, my outsider, New York versus Rodi. I watched the entirety of this game uh, on the, the 365 app and the highlights back again. What's the, the, the things you don't want to do in a football match are concede in the first minute or maybe concede in the 45th, right? They have the same impact. With the first minute concession, at least you've got time to do it. But 45 is you go in at the break and you're like, we had a chance there and we've blown it. Not only did uh, Rodier score in the 45th, he scored in the 90th minute as well. So this team cannot defend as soon as le- like legal time uh, has been has been played. It was a, a really difficult game to watch because you could see it happening the whole time. New York had been decent making chances, but any time Rodier countered on them, it was frightening. Like they don't have the defensive, you know, that when centre-backs don't have the pace to keep up with an attacker and you could just see them be like, he looks like he could fall over at any time. Like, because he's trying to do so many things to be in the right position for like an attacker running at him. It was grim. So uh, Rodi, I mean, I probably should take Rodi as the outsider, 17 to 10. They both went off at the same price. Um, uh, but yeah, New York, New York lost that game 2-0 to Rodi, um, giving Rodi their first win in five games. So congratulations, you cunts. Um, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> um, but yes, anyway, Joey, more on your outsider. Wow. Okay, yeah. I uh, was... Hey, I actually got off the mark with my uh, outsider spot for once this week. Um, I channeled my inner Gordo, not only in France, but with the draw as well. Oh, I, fantastic. I, I was thinking, okay, I need something to break this juju. I got to yeah. get up. Clearly, the, the both to score and someone to win isn't working yet. It will work eventually. Yeah, it will work I just at hope some you guys point. hang on until it does. <laughs> <laughs> but. It really didn't really start out too too crazy, at least in terms of scoring. There were five attempts for Lorient and two on target, and Bordeaux had three attempts, three on target in the first half. But it finishes 0-0 at half, and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, sure. This can go one of one of two ways. Yeah, it just plays out, and I get lucky. Maybe it's nil-nil or someone snags a late winner, one-nil. Okay, sure, whatever. Then the second half starts, and Bordeaux opens the scoring in the 46th minute. And then everything starts to open up. We get a couple of yellow cards, and then finally we get our equalizer in the 76th minute. And then everything's kind of just 
settling down, sort of settling in place. Everyone's okay. Who wants to win it? Who do we need this point? Are we okay with one point? A couple of yellow cards, and then Bordeaux get a man sent off in the 86th minute. And it could go one of two ways. Florian <laughs> go down and they get a little smash and grab at the end, or we get our outsider in and it finishes 1-1. And a little caveat on top of that, a little extra spice in there for the greedy bastards. We had the 1-1 draw shouted, and I think that was around, what, 6.0, 6, somewhere between yeah, 6 and was, 7. It, it, it was five to one, and it, and it you it's describing this, it's, you describing this has has just made me realise something about this weekend that that has only came to light now. So I was I was out on Friday night for my birthday, and I was out like on the sauce, and I've just realised that the game you actually said was one one was Laurie on Bordeaux and not Angers and Etienne, which I backed on the Friday night, right? Oh, and that it. it ended up two two. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I thought oh it was one one. Okay. And and so cause I finished it off and I was like, oh, I was like, that's that was a good pick. And when you said, Oh yeah, it's came in, and I was like, oh, that's that's because I on for for patrons still have heard the super secret middle bit, which I had two two results in there that, that won, and I had doubled them with that and another shout that we came in, and I've just realized I completely picked the wrong game <laughs> that you gave this shout for. But fantastic pick, well, to I mean. Fair. I gave a shout for that on J game. I was looking at the prices and Etienne was actually favored. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. wait a minute. Whoa, 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 that, that doesn't seem right. Even the double chance on, on J mate. I mean, yeah. one to, what was it? One to three. Yeah, but you had, on you hadn't suggested like, one each on it. That was the thing, which I backed as a correct score as part of a treble. Yeah, and you said the Cooper with a 1-1 one, one exact. I was like, whoa. Yeah, okay. it's bold. <laughs> Coming in hot. Um, but yeah, really, really good pick there, Joey. And 1-1 and, and one, one in France. Uh, uh, nice to see it. Nice to see a, a, a game that doesn't feature late goals and we get a winner of it. So that was Yeah, pleasant. exactly. Where, where, where was the stoppage time penalty there just to screw everyone over? Well, well, I got worry. the red card and that's what I was afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on to the charity bets we do a charity treble every week <coughs> where the proceeds go to a charity of our choosing and last week we had Connor Mack who will be a guest on next week's show uh, state the charity treble so thank you very much unfortunately didn't come in I didn't help with that uh, Saturday 3pm in the Scottish Premiership Aberdeen v Hibs I took a draw and away win because Aberdeen are dreadful however they managed to win this game 1-0 helped a lot of the way by the fact Hibs decided to have no shots on target, which is quite frankly appalling. <laughs> Playing a team that are struggling like Aberdeen to have no shots on target in that game is pretty unforgivable. So we were woeful. Not, yeah. not a fan of Hibs right now for that. Just stop backing us. It's like when you backed Liverpool like a couple of seasons ago and we kept losing games. It's like, I might stop keep, doing this. I'll just, just keep backing Hibs then. Good. Because you're a Hibs fan. That'll be funny. <laughs> it might be. It might be. What wasn't funny was my contribution to the charity bet, oh, which was oh, Pisa versus Poor Danone. Pisa went up 1-0 in the 57th minute uh, and then proceeded to give away a 90-plus-6 goal uh, to to Poor Danone, the worst team in that league. Um and yeah, the guy also got booked for taking his tap off and celebrating immediately after it because uh, I got the notification of like goal and booking. Uh, I was like, wonder how he's managed to do that. Yeah, he just took a stop off and jumped into their away fans, uh, which was I mean, relatively nice to see for him. But 
not great for me uh, and my charity contribution. So disappointing in there uh, to, to to not get close to that. Uh, and I feel your a, pain. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, we've, it's we've just been horrible. There. Yeah. It's just um, horrible. But Joey, your charity, what did you do for us? Yeah, I wish I had a uh, heartbreaking story to tell as well for my charity, but <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to come out with it. This was not my best showing. I uh, <laughs> I probably could have done a lot better, but at the time, it seemed like a great pick. I was looking at Admira versus Tirol in the Austrian Bundesliga. I like both the score, and that was around like 1.65-ish. And it was relatively quiet in the first half. The only thing really to report there was three yellow cards. Um, a couple shouted couple shot attempts from both sides, but nobody really challenging anybody for that. Um, and that's where I start to get nervous. When you need both sides to score, you typically like to have one in the first half at least and then finish that off in the second half. And so as the second half starts, and Mira admittedly sort of increased the pressure and they kind of tried to give it a go. They had nine attempts with three on target. Um, but after weathering the storm, Tyrol got their breakthrough in the 90th minute where they smashed home a penalty and ended up winning nil one away from home. And yeah, that pretty much killed any hope of bringing in that charity bet for me. Lucky yeah. for you. It didn't matter. It already been killed twice over. So yeah. 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 But, if, hey, if it Joey, hadn't been the second game, it probably would have been the first one to kill it though. So I, <laughs> I always look at it that way. Hey, Joey. Another great showing for yourself, though. Three out of four once again, and this time including an outsider. Got to love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I Fantastic. got my, uh, my banker, my value, as you were talking about, Andy. Um, I finally got my outsider. Get the get that little hoodoo off. Get that off the it's mark. So good, yeah. good to see it happen with a pick that was uh, close to at least my heart anyway. A nice French that draw. Was, uh, <laughs> that was my homage to the Trampled Bet podcast. Yeah. So, I tried to give my uh, two to one to five John Walker banker in the uh, first yeah. episode, and then uh, I gave a Gordo draw for my outsider. That's it. And so when yeah, you're back, I, yeah, I'm, we I'm get trying back. to figure out what I can do for you, but I think just bringing them in is probably a good. Yeah, start. that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just keep picking winners. I'm happy. That that's wonderful. Cover some of the cracks from uh, last minute penalties that have been going against us. Otherwise, Joey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Thank you so much. You've been a tremendous guest. The results have spoken for themselves, but it's also been great fun. So I am sure we will see you again later in the season. But for now, thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. It was such a blast. I can't wait to be uh, hopefully back later. You'll be back on in no time. Um, I've got it in no time. Don't yeah, so we're too much. <laughs> well, we'll hear from you during the break that we're about to have while we say our goodbyes and the, the Patreons can hear if you've got anything uh, up your sleeve for this week before we then roll on to next week's picks. So we'll be back with next week's picks after this short break. And now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, October 30th, 2021. We're having a guest transition week. So Joey's done his, his four-week stint. Um, he's been great. And now it's just me and Gordo. And next week, we will have Connor Mack guesting. But for now, you're only getting two picks from each of us. Although Joey has left us with a, 
a charity pick so we can do the usual charity treble. So, G-Man, pressure on, no guest. I mean, I'm not feeling the pressure this week at all. I'm really confident with lots of my picks. There's obviously a bit of contention with some of your picks, uh, or one of your picks specifically. That I'm sure we'll... uh, by that, you mean you have decided you don't like one of them. I mean, Joey's been getting three out of four a week, and uh, he also looked at it and went, bit of a banana peel there. So Aye, after you guided him towards it, you're like a policeman leading a witness. How, how dare you? <laughs> right. <laughs> I have a knife on you. That's it. <laughs> is, this the, is this the man you saw? Look really carefully. Are you sure? Could be this guy out of the four foot, this one. Yeah, pick a card and the middle card is up in the center. Um, but yeah, what have you got? What have you got banker wise this week then? Banker wise this week, um, there are no Japanese J League games this week because it is the final of the Levine uh, Cup between Nagoya Grampus and Sarezzo Osaka. So I'm staying out of Japan and I'm in Denmark in the Superliga Sunday at 3 p.m. UK time for FC Copenhagen versus Viley and a home win for FC Co is 2-7 to seven. so Copenhagen second top of the table through 13 matches with 25 points Violate bottom of the table with only 5 points Copenhagen haven't been exactly awesome at home this year but Violet have been terrible away from home they've got 0 road points this year um, so they haven't picked up a single point away from home they've just lost all their away games Copenhagen have won their last 9 home meetings between these two sides and that dates all the way back to 2001 um, they're unbeaten home and away against Violet in 16 matches dating all the way back to 2001. This is a comfortable home win here for FC Cole. Two to seven is a good price. I mean, I, I looked at this as a potential banker pick, uh, but didn't pick it because I thought you would. Um, probably, yeah. yeah and, and, and I think yeah, Violet have, have not been great. Uh, so happy with Copenhagen in that spot. Two to seven as well. Quite a generous price for something that mm. should be about one to five. Yeah, um, it should be. So, a, a good pick in there. Um, in Germany, for mine, uh, I'm taking Bayern away at Union Berlin. Uh, since week one of the Bundesliga, Bayern have won. And I'm taking out a cup game here where they won 12 nil. right? So, I'm removing that <laughs> from their stats. Um, they've won 22-3 in, in home wow. ga- away games they've been playing. You know, they, they and that includes Champions League ones in there where they beat Benfica 4 0, Leverkusen 5 1, Greuther 4 3 1, Barcelona 3 0, <laughs> Red Bull Leipzig 3 uh, 4 1, uh, Dortmund 3 1, and then the first game of the season they drew one each with Borussia Munch and Gladbach. The reason you're getting good odds in this, and it's 4 to 11 or 1 to, th- uh, 1 to 3 places you're getting at 3 to 10. Is that Union Berlin traditionally do quite well against Bayern? Their last two games they've played have been one each. They also Owens. do incredibly well at home. They do. They've, they do. They've only lost one of their last fifteen home games, and yeah. most of them have been wins. Like they, they are a team that have a big platoon home and away, and it's the fans in that stadium. I've been a few Union Berlin games. It's an yeah. intimidating place to go as an away team. It's the only other team that have beat them up at Dortmund, which is four two in that game. Yeah, but you don't like Dortmund. Apparently they're rubbish. Well, I don't like Dortmund in this week's spot. <laughs> I like Dortmund when they've got Erling Haaland playing. <laughs> um, and that was a game where he got, I think, two. Um, yeah, I like Bayern in this spot. They've turned a corner a bit 
from the start of the season. They had a shaky start to the season um, where they had a couple of games where they, they weren't really at the races, but they really turned it on. Um, and something else to look at in this game, if anyone's got a bit of other interest, is Serge Gnabry is, is, is banging them in at the moment. Um, a guy who was widely touted as being shite in the Premier League is now, you know, bossing it in the Bundesliga. So well done to him. Um, and I, I'm going to take them here at, at, at four, to, 4 to 11. So the banker double will return, obviously less this week because of that, but it's still probably quite a healthy. It's like having John here. He'd have been putting a one to six <laughs> shot in there anyway. So what's the difference? I, I like. I mean, I like. I like the big odds. You know, four eleven for a banker is 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 reasonably high. Uh, Union's home record is is very very strong. Yeah. And as you say, the last two results head to head wise, one one favors either. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm certainly not going to not going to have a go at the pick. Like you know, if you ask me who's going to win that game, I'd say you. Mm-hmm. On to the value picks for this week, where we try and find something we think because it maybe mispriced slightly or there's some, there's some good value in uh, backing one of the likely outcomes. So Saturday at 3pm in the Scottish Premiership, Dundee United versus St. Johnson, a game I'll be at as a Dundee United fan and I'm going to back my own team here uh, to keep up our winning record. Dundee United are now third in the Premiership, only three points behind league leaders Rangers after 10 games. Which is incredible for a team that a lot Brilliant of people run. thought would be yeah. relegation fodder. Uh, they've got 20 points from 10 games. St. Johnson only have nine points. Form wise, Dundee United are the best team in the league. 13 points from their last five games uh, leads the five game form table. St. Johnson have only managed six points from their last five. Dundee United won this fixture the last time the sides met um, in August this year. It was a 1 0 away from home win. They've just found a way to be organised, but also dangerous up front. Um, they create a lot of chances now, uh, and they're very slick and fast at, at, at moving the football. They're a different proposition to the teams that the Dundee United teams we've seen in previous years. And I think getting better than even money for the form they're in, in a home game against a side that is not that great and only has nine points so far, better than evens is a big price. So I'm happy to put them in the value column. You shouldn't really back your own team. Because uh, of the inherent bias you'll have, but it's not really a bias when you can when you can when you commit. I mean, and St. Johnson lost pretty much uh, four of their their starting eleven just they're, picked they're away by players. the English um, by the English second division and first division, um, which is a sad state for St. Johnson because that that run had got them games against Galatasaray and various different things, but. But they don't have the backup there to to, to to be able to withstand that. And I think Dundee United are far too organised at the moment. Having seen what they did to Hibs, St. Yeah. Johnson, I wouldn't say are anywhere near as good as Hibs at the moment. I know we've been poor the last couple of weeks, but um, yeah, I, 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 I think it's a good pick in there. And I think Dundee United present really good value there. I mean, um, you look at St. Johnson's last five matches, right? Losing 2-0 away at Celtic, fine. A lot of teams are going to do that. Getting scudded 3-0 at home to Livingston is not good. Yeah. Really, really bad. Uh, they got beat away at Hibs, you said. And the other two games were wins, but they were both against Dundee. So, you know, it's not yeah. great. Um, yeah, the, the 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 sensible money here is on a home win at better than even money. So Dundee United to beat St. Johnson, odds of 5-4. to four. Yeah, happy to take that. I will be taking the value shot to... France in League Two. Uh, this will be a Saturday game, a two o'clock kickoff. It's Toulouse versus Queen Gamp. 
and I'm going to take the home team to lose uh, at three to five. They'll see. This was the one one thing about this was that I, when I looked at this pick to start with, it was it was about four to five. It, it had a slightly larger odds, and now it's drifted okay. towards towards a banker. <laughs> so it's coming uh, a wee bit, has it? It's, it's coming a smidgen. Um, but yeah, I like to lose in this spot. They haven't been fantastic uh, away from home the last couple of weeks in drawing two each with um, RSFC in last week's pick and uh, drawing 0-0 with Amiel before that. However, their previous game, they beat Auxerre 6-0, uh, which I was pretty pleased with. And Green Gamp have lost uh, to Nongsi this season. Uh, that was one of their, their most recent losses. Nongsi have eight points from 13 games, scoring nine and conceding 23. Green Gamp are in ninth place here. Listen to the score differential between these two teams. Uh, Toulouse, top of the league, 28 points from 13 games, have scored 30 goals and conceded 11. Queen Gamp have scored 14 and conceded 15. I think this will be quite comfortable win for Toulouse here. Uh, again, Reese Healy, I actually looked at him as a, a, a an anytime goal scorer and at the moment he's gone off at about 11 to 8. So if anyone fancies a, a, a nibble on that, he's been, he is their talisman at the moment. If you look at their squad... They have quite a lot of kind of talent of kind of foreign guys who are maybe not so widely, kind of widely known, but in this league they're they're banging them in. I mean, Reese Healy has played in in his last five games. He's got five goals, so uh, he's a goal a game guy. He's he's not quite Mo Salah. I'll, I won't give him I won't give him quite that praise, but um, you know he's certainly the Welsh version playing in France. Um, so. To lose at a three to five in this game, and I would like to see them win it. So, uh, yeah, to lose versus Queen Gamp, home win. Quite short odds for a value pick, but yeah. we'll trust uh, you. Yeah, it could, it could have been as as mentioned. Uh, there were some other options in there, but I felt the value there is that they should be about one to two to win this, and they were heading towards yeah. it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so no. yeah. yeah, that's fine. Makes sense. <clears throat> On to the outsiders again. Looking for some underdog value here. Saturday, 3 p.m., again in the Scottish Premiership. This Japanese card being off this weekend is, is playing havoc with my sports books. Yeah. I'm revisiting Pitodre in Aberdeen this time at home to Hearts. And I'm going to take Hearts for an away win at odds of 17 to 10. Amazingly, Aberdeen are 13 to 10 favourites in this game, which I think is madness. They picked up a 1-0 win against Hibs last week, but Hibs were garbage. Um, didn't even manage a single shot on target. So yeah. I, I doubt Hearts will do that. Their Hearts are second in the table and will present a much tougher opposition for an Aberdeen side that has really struggled this season. And despite that win last week, they're still eighth in the 12-team Scottish Premiership. It's a big price for Hearts on current form. As I say, they're only three points behind Rangers at the top of the league. These teams, this should be much closer to both teams being priced the same. Hart should not be a 17 to 10 dog in Aberdeen, a 13 to 10 favourite. I'd, I'd like to hear anyone make, make a solid argument that Aberdeen should be a clear favourite in this game because I just can't see it. Hearts have been hearts have been good. And the kind of good that's frustrating for anyone who doesn't like hearts, and that it's yeah. not even as if they're they're scraping stuff. They're they're good. They're, they're good, good. convincing they're not, yeah. for their wins. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're not going to set the world on fire. But you know, I recently promoted. But they'll beat team, Aberdeen. Is the they will point. give Aberdeen. They will give Aberdeen a tough test, and Aberdeen have been bad um, of late. So while they got the victory against them, maybe that will spur them on to something. But it just as easily could be 
there's your one win. Let's go back to losing the next six games in a row. Yeah. So, so I'd much, you know, if, if someone just said, look at this game and tell me who you think is going to win, I'd say Hearts. Like, hearts. Without, looking at, without looking at odds, I would say Hearts. So the fact that they're the underdog and I'm getting a 17 to 10 price, easy outsider pick for me. I do like it. I mean, it, 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 Hearts have been good and they've been good for their wins and as covered in as many weeks as going forward uh, in the past, Aberdeen are shite and they also, they, they, they're, they're cobbling together a team of uh, no inspiration. Guys that were good five years ago for different yeah. teams. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange, it's a strange setup they've got on the go here under Stephen Glass. So, yeah. I don't know what direction they're trying to go in or what the long-term plan is, but... The championship? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, a good pick in there. Now, Andy, I'll take you to Belgium for my pick, right? And it comes with a question to you. Can you name who is... (laughs) Correct. Damn it. (laughs) Um, Can you name who is currently top of the Belgian Jupiler League? So, that's the top division. No, I couldn't. I could have. I, I mean, I could obviously guess. It I will give you five guesses at the top. Bear, bear shot. They are bottom of the league. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that because Joey kept going on about them. Mecklen. Uh, Mecklen are currently in fifth place. Just tell me. Royal Union Saint Gilois, who are a recently promoted team. They're they new to the league. Came up this year. So they're in 25 points after 12 games ahead of Club Rouge, Antwerp, Eupen, Mecklen, Anderlecht, Charleroi, Kortrijk, and Ghent, who I'm going to take them to beat this weekend. So Ghent are obviously in ninth place, if you could count all the teams that I named right before them. Um, Royal San Now, they lost last week to Mecklen, and the player who scored for Mecklen is one time uh, Celtic man Martin Schved, if you remember him, or Marin Schved. He got one, one game for Celtic. Um, fancy uh, Royal Union against Ghent here away from home. I like them in this spot because <laughs> they're top of the league and they're top of the league, you know, by a few points in a league that's traditionally quite tight. You know, they're two points ahead of Club Bruges, four against Antwerp, and then there's, you know, teams tied and various different bits. If you look at the form, they're both towards the top of the form table with um, Royal uh, Union SG and on 12 points and again, taking uh, 10 points from the last five. So they're pretty evenly matched. Um, away-wise, they're the second best team in the league, uh, tied with Eupen on 13 points, getting to the best home team. Now, I think this game is a bit of a coin flip is, is kind of what I'm going at here. You'll get um, Royal Union at just over two to one. I like that. And I think if, that if, if it's a conflict, like you say, you want to be on the side that's two to one. Yeah, and and uh, evidence would point to you know <laughs> the first twelve games of this season they've taken twenty five points from. Gent have taken seventeen from that twelve. Now there's not a hell of a lot in that there, but coming up and doing that is a different thing to being in the league and being doing that. That is a it's a pretty frightening prospect. They're going full Gretna here uh, for a long time, Scottish football fans. Um, I like uh, Royal Union in this spot. It's not a league I, I watch much, I must confess. More John's kind of uh, bag. But if you're giving me a coin flip with um, enhanced odds for a team that are ahead in the league, I'll be taking it all day. So take them at two to one. Join me in my uh, foray into the low countries. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the reasoning. Again, you, you know, I'm taking your 
your advice that is a coin flip. I, I know nothing about the Belgian league at all, um, but I'll, I'll certainly I'll certainly follow you on that pick. I mean, this is what happens when they don't have a full national card, Andy. I am being robbed of a national card. <laughs> there's, this a, week. there's no J League cards. There's no yeah. national cards. Disgrace. They're the regular picks for this week's show. And as usual, um, if you're a Patreon subscriber, £5.50 a month on patreon.com forward slash trample bet or just find us on the Patreon app um, and subscribe to the Trample Bet Club, £5.50 a month, you'll get access to a handy cheat sheet with all the picks written down, as always, every single week. Um, So they were the main picks. Now, the charity treble this week, Joey, during the break, has left us with a pick so that we can make this week's charity bet a regular charity treble. I will kick it off on Saturday at 2.30pm in the German Bundesliga with Borussia Dortmund versus FC Cologne. I'm going to take a home win for Dortmund at odds of 4-9. to Gordon hates this pick, but I will run through why I like it uh, and then and then I'll just let you have at it. How yeah. about that? R- rather I mean, than the back and forth. What I was going to suggest was just saying Joey's pick first and just being like, yeah, because he's the guy getting charity bets at the moment. <laughs> we'll leave him to the end. Then. Leave him we'll to the end. To the yeah, end. Yeah, we round it off. So, Andy, why do you think Borussia Dortmund will beat Cologne? They're better than Cologne. <laughs> like that, that is the, the simple fact. Um, they're second place in the table, 21 points from nine games. Cologne are eighth, 13 points from their nine games. Form-wise, Dortmund are second in the league's five-game form table, 12 points from a possible 15. Cologne have six. Cologne have only picked up two points away from home all season. They have not travelled well. They haven't won a single away game. They've just managed two draws against Freiburg and Frankfurt, so not exactly setting the heather alight draws. Um, Whilst Dortmund have actually been the league's best-performing home team. So you take into account only home matches, they're top of that league because they are a perfect 15 points for five home games. 49 is a good price. It just, it, it, you, I don't think you can convince me otherwise. It's just, a, it's just a good price on a very good home team against a very poor away team. What is not to like? Thanks, Andy, for your comments there. I'm glad that you could bring this to the table. Let me take you through why this game is either going to be a Cologne win or a 1-1 draw. No. Uh, Cologne are spoiling the big teams this season. Granted, they've not been doing it away from home. They got a 2-2 draw with Leverkusen. They got a 1-1 draw with Leipzig. They narrowly lost 3-2 to Bayern in that spot. Cologne haven't been terrible this season. They are Dortmund, Dortmund are missing Erling Haaland. Doesn't they are matter. missing... It does matter because they're Doesn't. missing Haaland. They're missing Schultz. They're missing... It, uh, Who's the other boy as well that they're like, um, are Thomas Munier is out? You took and, Dortmund as your banker last week with these injuries. Yeah. With with these same injuries. Who were they playing against? A banker. Who were they playing now, against last week? But no, the, the, the point is, Gordon. Yeah. Who were Bielefeld? Well, so and Bielefeld. Cologne are like much better than Bielefeld. Absolutely. Cologne's results have been much better than Bielefeld's results. Bielefeld haven't won not a game. Away, not, not away, neither of Cologne away from home. No, but Bielefeld haven't won a game, period. They've only drawn or lost games this season. They haven't won a game. Cologne. Dortmund have been, away at Bielefeld, Dortmund at home to Cologne, I would say is a similar standard of match. 
taking I, it taking in the home away split. I I think that this game isn't as clear cut as you think, and missing those guys, the people that are scoring for Dortmund just now, I wasn't as comfortable hearing that Haaland was out for that game at the weekend. It came in, and I'm happy about it. But I was less happy that Haaland's out. He's now out with a hip flexor injury, potentially for, for the a year. Whole, yeah, he might be out for the whole year. But the point is, since he went out, that was the game. That was the European game against Ajax. He got injured, in. mm-hmm. so he hasn't appeared in their last two league games. Yep. And Dortmund have won those games three one and two 0 so they've scored five goals. They I'm don't not doubting. They don't need him to score at home against Cologne. I'm not doubting this, Andy. Right, but what I will say to you is, <laughs> you look at Cologne. They've got the ability to get draws against bigger teams. You know, they, they can do that. And granted, it has been at home. Nothing would make me happier on the other side of this, right, than the charity bet coming in. There's, there's nothing about that. I just have reservations about picking a team missing their starlet. They're missing their main man. And hopefully Jude Bellingham steps up. Hopefully Matt's Hummel you steps up. You did it last week. This is what I don't understand. You, because it was against you, the, have, re- you it, have reservations about picking a team that don't have their star guy but yet you did it last week the exact same team but in the yeah, banker slot I did it in the banker slot because they were against worse opposition so they were against opposition that I felt they could beat whoever they put out with you know and it, it wasn't average guys that scored from Jude Bellingham got a good goal he's not he's not one of their, their, their average scorers Matt's Hummel scored as well um, I, I do wouldn't want to tangle with Cologne in this spot and it's only because, they, I mean, they've picked up points this season. They've picked up points. Cologne far too much credit. I don't know why you suddenly think they're brilliant. I don't think they're brilliant. I just think they've got enough to be able to do something against Dortmund. And, it, you know, if they get a draw, no one wins here. That's um, true. Draw, no so, one wins. Unless we have a side bet, which I'm more than happy to do. I mean, I'm happy in that spot to take Cologne or draw and you can have, you can have your lovely Dortmund Gents. Yeah, done. Tenor. Okay. Let's do it. No problem. That's it's nice good. to have a side bet that we can, no one can, like, unless the game's called off, they'll actually money going across. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, I will then go on to talk about my charity bet, um, which is not in Germany, um, thankfully, when we're, <laughs> because it has been a league of contention this week. Um, it is Troy versus Rome. Um, this is in the French League. This is on the rather spooky 31st of uh, October on Halloween at two o'clock. Um, I'm going to be taking Ron in this spot. They're in they're in fifth place on 18 points, three points behind second. That's Longs and they are Nice and Marseille. Marseille are on 18, uh, Nice are on 19. So they're only one point behind third place versus 15th place Troyer. And I like Ron away from home. They've been really good in their last five games. They beat... Um, They've beat Strasbourg, they've beat Mets, they beat PSG 2-0, um, and they beat. also they've had a couple of games in there against Clermont. Uh, they drew one each with Rong. Uh, they drew one each with Bordeaux, sorry, as well. Now, Troyes are no pushovers in this spot. They beat Nice when I backed Nice to beat them, and they beat Reims last week. Uh, they have lost to Nantes, they have lost to Lyon, uh, and they've lost to Monaco this season. So they tend to, they've, they've done really quite well against teams that are a bit of mid-pack, and, and I got burnt by them uh, in the Nice spot. However, whenever they've played against other teams that are, are slightly higher quality, they have lost, even, even if it is narrowly. Um, I like Rons in this spot, and I like them because you're getting them at even money. Uh, and I think that represents, represents quite a lot of value for a team that beat PSG a few weeks back. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take them in here in the charity number. 
Cool. Um, and so that, give, that gives us a charity double. However, yes. Uh, however, Joey is in Turkey, which falls to me. Why couldn't he pick Denmark? Then it would have fallen <laughs> to you. Uh, and he's taking Galatasaray. Um, Galatasaray are, are playing at home this season to uh, this week at two. two. Gazantip. Now um, it's Galatasaray versus Gazantip. They're two to five. There's really not much. To, Joey went into quite a lot of detail about this, but I'm going to cut it right down for him and say Gazantip have one point away from home this season. <laughs> they aren't good, you know. Form wise, they've taken seven from the last five, and Galatasaray um, have just been thingy. Gazantip uh, in this spot. I think are, are aren't much of a pick in there. Uh, they got one. The only result they've had away from home this season was a cup win against Yeni, um, but the rest of them have all been straight losses. Uh, even their preseason games, they lost to Hertha, Mainz, Dynamo Kiev. Quite a good preseason tour, though. Um, yeah, yeah, sounds good. Fun. <laughs> um, on the other hand, have been have been pretty good. They've beaten Konyaspor, uh, Gestepe. They beat Lazio, obviously, uh, earlier on this season. That was that was in August, and yeah, I, I, I like I like Joey's pick here. I think Galatasaray will probably win this comfortably. They've got no notable omissions if you look at their their squad, so they uh, they don't have any talismans missing. Uh, they, I see, got- right. So the reason Gordon stuttered a little bit through that is because I put them off on the video by by reacting to him saying they've only picked up one point away from home. That's not good because obviously I'm going. Well, that's just Cologne, isn't it? No, Terrible Cologne picked up two, right? And and then and then and then he obviously hits back with the, they're not missing a talisman. I see what you've done there. Multiple talisman, right. talisman, and um, <laughs> but yeah. So I, I I like Joey's pick in here. Um, it was one I'd looked at, but and picked because I'd already got a banker in there, uh, and he's obviously doing that for the charity in there. So hopefully we can see this coming in. Um, but yeah, if you look at a team that's it's taken one point from their, their five away games, scored four and conceded 12. I think I'd be on Galatasaray's side here. So um, I don't know if you have the, the odds for this, Andy, because Joey's pick was slightly later into the I into the mix. But, um, uh, it's, four, it's four to nine, two to five, and I think, what are you, 10 and 11? So we'll, uh, throw, yeah. we'll, throw them, we'll throw them together as a treble, 10 pound of our own money on that treble. And if it comes in, which hopefully it does, uh, all the returns will go to a charity of our choosing and we'll announce that on next week's show should we find a winner um, as we mentioned earlier we do have a, a Patreon channel please do join the Trample Bet Club give something back to the podcast help us to keep going every week and producing this content um, we are a niche show pretty dry sports betting in numbers there's no there's <laughs> no re-listening, uh, re-listening here once the week's done you're pretty much done on it yeah, do you think anyone thing. goes back and listens to two seasons ago, just a random yeah. show from the middle of the year? No, it's not that type of podcast. So yeah. We really do. We appreciate the fact that we have a hardcore group of listeners and we are really appreciative of, of you guys enjoying the show every week. So if you could uh, sign up to the Trample Bet Club on Patreon, £5.50 a month, you get all the all the picks written down in the handy cheat sheet uh, so you don't need to take notes as we're talking. You get this podcast as a video format um, on the Patreon app. You can just watch it on YouTube. Uh, you get to get to hear our discussions during the break as well. And you also get access to all our extra content podcasts and the likes of golf and baseball, football, darts, fighting, uh, MMA. Fighting of any guys. Oh, um, you can tell you can tell I don't do the MMA podcast or anything no. like that because I describe it as 
fighting, <laughs> fighting. <laughs> Gordon and uh, um, I, I guess Blair, yeah. Blair that we get on that's an expert in that field uh, mm-hmm. cover all that sort of good stuff so yeah there's a whole host of stuff we'd love to see you on the Patreon channel also on top of that we have a Facebook group free to join just yeah. uh, search Travel Bet Podcast on Facebook and sign up to be part of the group you get loads of good stuff in there James Laycock with a great in play shout on Varnamo I don't know if you saw that yesterday I did, the, the, I did but I place. didn't touch them because I've been burnt by Varnamo before so <laughs> but I'm glad from behind when they were yeah. They were 2-0 down and they yeah. came from behind and won it 3-2. So you could get that as high as 5-6-1. to one. Um, I got on a 1-0 down. I think I got just over 2-1. to one. So I'm um, pretty happy with that. Dougie Robertson, Peter Glover keeping us right when it comes to the free bets and where all the offers are. Chris Kelly this week with his usual um, Dutch picks. And a great shout from a Mr. Jay Walker on a guy to be carded in Vitesse v Tottenham. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, a little, a little shout out on uh, Matis Barrow to be carded at two to one. He got a yellow card after eleven minutes. What a great shout that was! Yeah, there's plenty of wonderful stuff in the Facebook group. Um, yeah. so, so do join us there and be part of the conversation. That was the show. That this was the end of of Joey's um, Joey Slanzak's run. He was brilliant. Thank you very much again, Joey. And next week we'll be back with Connor Mack, a new guest. Um, and a new small era in the Trample Bet podcast. Yes. So have a good weekend, everyone. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trample Bet podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.